As the great orators Frankie Goes to Hollywood once said, when two tribes go to war, a point is all that you can score. Sock it to me biscuits now. Or as Edwin Starmore succinctly stated, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. War is a horrific business, and I stress the word business. So what could your organization learn, if anything, from the terrible conflict raging in the Ukraine? Believe it or not, Sock It To Me Biscuits Now are actual lyrics in the 80s song Two Tribes. I know, crazy, but please, if you don't believe me, look it up. Hi Heidi and hi Brent. Hi. Hello. Now I've been teasing this for a couple of weeks now, but um, is this the Russian army episode? This is the Russian army. With we, we, we unfortunately don't have the visual of their oversized Frisbee hats. Those are a topic in and of themselves. <laughs> but it's been really kind of interesting to look at part of what's going wrong in the war in the Ukraine based on structural decisions that have been made by the Russian army. And a caveat here to all the listeners, neither of us, Heidi or myself, have, have any military experience, but Brent does. I have limited experience with the Russians, but I have had an experience with the Russian army. What are we observing that relates to business? How, how is an invading army relevant to, to our businesses? What happened after the Cold War is a restructuring of the, well, it was actually when the wall came down more. It was a restructuring of the Russian military, thinking that it was a new environment, a new battlefield they needed to restructure, which they did. A lot of the military is now conscripts. In the past, it was always a professional military. And what they did is they took the middle section of the military and disposed of it thinking that if you have enough generals and you have enough soldiers, privates, privates, low-level soldiers, right. those generals can feed down the information needs to go down and those privates will make the right decision and fight well. And this actually resembles a situation I was in working with an advertising agency where they kept the senior most staff and fired everyone in the middle tiers. So you essentially had senior executives and interns. Right, right. There's a huge structural problem here. Yeah. There's well, a, they, they thought it was a great idea. Okay. Well, they, are, they are road testing this idea for you to see, does this make sense? Yeah. Well, and in Syria, it did work because they were not the primary perpetrators. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were basically just launching missiles. Their special operations forces were doing the rest of it. And it worked pretty well. Right. It works well when you're doing war by proxy. You don't necessarily need all of the layers of a military and all of the middle logistics that happen right. in a military operation when you're a terrorist. Right. And so, we're guilty of that occasionally, too. Yeah. So they've now gone into what is a classic land war that we haven't seen since World War II, which has all of the supply line questions, all of the resupply issues, and they don't have middle management. They have no one in those middle positions. They literally have conscripts, right. which conscripts are, in my mind, really plus minus interns. Yeah. They're not invested in the organization. They're there to learn. <laughs> well, they're there because they have to yeah. or learn. Yeah. 
It looked like the Russians were trying to, a tactic used by the Germans when they invaded Poland, a tactic called Blitzkrieg. Mm. So translation, please, Heidi. Uh, the lightning war. So you overwhelm your enemy, smashing through their defenses, not giving them any time to regroup or mount a counteroffensive. Yeah. But logistically, you have to keep up and supply food for the troops, ammunition, fuel for the tanks. Right. Yeah. Which is where I think the Russians' plan, thankfully, came unstuck. They have created their own supply line issues. They have created problems with the command structure. And there's some really interesting analysis out there by the U.S. military, which somewhat exceeds my understanding, but it's really worth reading to get an outside perspective of how these things happen. Right. Every single workplace wants to have staff that are able to make their own decisions based on the parameters that are given to them. That's the best staff we aspire to have. And with this Russian structure that has taken out the middle management, so you have generals and conscripts, right. the conscripts are not empowered to make dynamic decisions. And that's why you've had, has it been seven or eight yeah. generals killed yeah. in the field? Because they have to go out and make that decision. Yeah, they're literally on the battlefield, which is not where they need to be. And they need to be looking down at the bigger picture. And really extrapolate this to your business and you get a fascinating perspective because they are strangled in how they can progress. Right. By having lots of soldiers who don't decide for themselves, don't evaluate the problem and can only strictly follow rules because our lowest staff follow rules. And some of them aren't doing that well. They're walking away from their vehicles yeah. and saying, yeah. hey, I'm not getting orders. I'm out and I'm yeah. just yeah. leaving. So, I mean, the whole communication chain's broken down. I yeah. mean, yeah. in the past, certainly in reference to working from home, we have been critical of the role of middle management and how they sort of fit into that. Mm -hmm. But clearly in a people industry, <laughs> which yeah. is what an yeah. army is, they have that vital role. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things Russia did when they realized that this was an issue they were dealing with uh, in the Ukraine is what they did is they hired basically mercenaries to right, be right. that middle piece. But how vested are they in success also? What you've done is you've taken seasoned soldiers that have left and brought them yeah. back basically at a high rate of pay as consultants and said, now, go risk your life for us because we're paying you. Yeah. We don't do it for money. No one does it for money. Yeah. That's not what it's about. You know, aren't they just going to throw the conscripts yeah. Yeah. ahead of them? Like, go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go do your thing. The general said you should go do it. Go do it. I'll make sure you go do it. Yeah. I was going to say, recently we spoke about how we should all use technology to support communication and support the business, etc. But um, there's been reports of jets being found with um, conventional uh, GPS systems gaffer taped over the GPS yeah. in, in, the, in the plane because that is not maintained. It's not working. Yeah. How they're right. using yeah. non-encrypted cell, cell phones. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting when you look at the Russian military during the Cold War in Afghanistan, and they were there for a very long time, but their equipment was so outdated and we were feeding newer equipment to the Afghans at the time. And we're seeing the same thing now in the Ukraine 
because they're running T-72s into the Ukraine. The reason yep. they're called T-72s is that's the year that they were designed. That's the tank. The tank 1972. is- 1972. So they're taking Blimey. the Ford Pinto of tanks into battle. <laughs> into battle. And we are weaponizing the Ukraine with weapons that are just, I don't know, oh. three, four decades advanced and, from what the Russians are coming at them with. And there, there's yeah. another thread to this that I think a lot of people may not be aware of, which is the field of organizational effectiveness, which is in the broadest sense, the field that orgology works in. Right. is highly influenced from its birth from the military because the military originally took this question of how do we make work better, which is central to how we do our work. Right. So it's actually not that foreign to step back and look at military operations to see what they can teach us. It Absolutely. sounds yeah. bizarre, but it's actually quite relevant. And in these discussions of staffing and decision making on the battlefield, two militaries have been called out for serious gaps in this area. Right. One is the Russians. Can anyone predict what the other one is? It's the, it's the Chinese. Ooh. Both of these problems fundamentally come from the fact that this middle management layer, which is the non-commissioned officers who really implement the plans and organize the people. Yeah. Guess what? In China, those people are not that free of thought, not that creative and not that innovative. Yeah. You have an oppressive regime where yes men won't relay what's actually happening on the yes. battlefield because they are mm -hmm. literally scared that they'll shoot the messenger. Yeah. I guess so be be wary of those countries that hold these large military parades, you know, like China, the Russians, North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that includes you, Macron. Well, I was gonna say, does that include the French? Yeah, let's let's maybe yeah. talk about the French. Yeah. Okay, take a take a pot yeah. shot at the well, when you when you think about it. The military in many countries is the largest corporation in that country. Our yeah. Department of Defense is the biggest corporation in America by numbers and by money spent. And that doesn't mean that you have to endorse what they do. It doesn't mean no. you have to no. sign up from them. But you would be a fool to not look at what lessons they can teach you because there's a lot of very interesting cases to study there for what you can learn and what goes right and wrong. I believe a lot of military spending and the US spends a vulgar amount. I think we could still get the same job done for a lot less. Um, but we, st we communications was devised around communicating armies. Technology, I mean, it's technology that's winning the day in Ukraine as well as some yeah. very brave soldiers. But yeah. technology is just, it's a game changer. Mm. Um, yeah. the, the Russians are rolling in like it's 1945. Yeah. yeah. And, or at least 72. And you, oh, 72. <laughs> yeah. You can very happily disagree with the military-industrial complex, and that's worth a discussion. But if we're spending the money on it anyway, why don't you learn from it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I would like to say at this point, I, I personally don't wish the Russian army any success. Please don't listen to any of the advice <laughs> you may have got from this show because I don't want you to win. But I do feel terrible for those um, very manipulated young soldiers that are losing their life for something that they shouldn't be risking no. it for in the first yes. place. 
They're yeah. misinformed and underinformed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. With not a lot of choices. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, go Ukraine. And uh, <laughs> so, what have we got to look forward to next week? I thought we'd play Monopoly oh my with word. pizzas. Ooh. Monopoly with pizza. Hmm. I have no idea how this is going to work. And you're not going to tell me, are you? Nope. It's going to get messy. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be cheesy. (laughs) A few of the jokes might be cheesy, yes. (laughs) Well, thank you, Brent. Thank you, Heidi. I'll see you next week. Chat next week. Bye.